Hey, all you tubular teens, showrunner Dwayne here. This is our first episode since the passing of Jason David Frank, better known to most of us as Tommy Oliver from Power Rangers. Now, whether or not you thought Tommy Oliver was a great character, it's hard to deny that Jason was the biggest ambassador of Power Rangers out there. He's been part of the show since Mighty Morphin came out, shown up on multiple versions of the show. He was always out there repping the franchise. From the super-powered beatdowns to every con he went to, he was proud to be a Power Ranger and thoroughly loved all of the fans. Personally, I, I never was fortunate enough to meet him, but I know that this show wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that Green with Evil storyline. I had heard about Power Rangers when it came out. I was probably starting high school, so I was a little on the older side for it. But everyone was talking about this story arc, this Green Ranger thing and how it was crazy. And I watched it, and the rest is history. I've loved the franchise. I loved his character, his performance, his dedication to it. It was inspirational. It is inspirational to have an aspect of yourself that you love that much that you spent almost three decades working on. I know right before his passing, he had mentioned that he was retiring from playing Tommy Oliver because he was focusing on the uh, Legend of the White Dragon property, which is just like our show here. It is a Power Ranger-inspired show. So he was still staying in the family. He just wanted to be his own character, play his own thing. And I totally respect that. It's why I didn't make a Power Ranger show. My show is inspired by it. So I, I completely understand that. So I just want to take a moment and... Thank him for inspiring this show. And if you're out there and you are feeling alone, if you know anyone you might think that they feel that way, reach out to those people. Someone you haven't talked to in a while. Someone who's reclusive. Someone who just might be having a bad day. Let them know that you see them and that you love them. Because sometimes that's what it takes. Just someone to notice you. I don't really know what else to say. I'm just kind of rambling as I'm trying to sum up 30 years of feelings into a little message. But be kind to each other. Look out for each other. And let the power protect us all.
The parking lot outside the Dragon Cove Gymnasium is packed as the annual fall ball is in full swing. Scarlet parks her truck on the far end of the lot and confidently steps out of the driver's side. Dressed in a black suit with a red tie and vest, she surveys the exterior decorations. A hay bale maze and scarecrows? Where do they even get hay? There isn't a farm for 50 miles. Ugh, that is so typical. The library hasn't gotten new books since the bicentennial, but we can afford to import hay? <sighs> Benny, what's the holdup? Can't believe you're making me do this. Let's get a couple of things straight. I didn't make you do this. You agreed to a bet, and you lost. Second, we both know that the issue isn't with the outfit. What are you talking about? I wouldn't choose this for myself. It's just you and me. Come on, I'm your best friend. Don't you think I know what you like? I would never make you look foolish. Plus, I saw you staring at this exact outfit in Hanuel's Vanity Fair. Couldn't it have been because the model wearing it was hot? We both know that guy's not your type. I know how you feel about overly developed cheekbones. If you're honestly not comfortable and don't want to go in, we can leave right now, go pick up a pizza, and just hang out at my place. I think you look amazing, and everyone else that matters will, too. Benny steps out of the passenger side of Scarlet's truck. His suit is a similar cut to Scarlet's, but with a few alterations. His jacket is red, complemented by a black tie and black vest. Instead of pants, the high school quarterback is wearing a shin-length black pleated skirt. Juxtaposing his formal attire are laced-up combat boots and black, knee-high socks featuring three red stripes. I know our classmates are pretty accepting of damn near everything, but this might be a little outside their comfort zone. This doesn't bother you or make you uncomfortable at all? The only thing that bothers me is that your legs look better in that skirt than mine did. Let's get inside so I can show you off. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? We walk in, the entire student body points and laughs at me. Reginald and Desdemona say something which causes me to launch into a blind rage. I wake up in juvie for God knows how long. I never get to see you again. My life would then become filled with regrets and loneliness as I toil away at a local gas station. Mm, that's my fault for asking the worst. If anyone has a problem with it, I'll punch them. That way, you still get the satisfaction, and you don't end up in juvie. You would defend my honor? How chivalrous of you. Walking arm in arm, the couple makes their way through the simple hay bale maze before stopping at the entryway doors. <sighs> Hope for the best, expect the worst. <sighs> Let's do this. Benny flings the doors open and confidently strides into the gymnasium. Dozens of students turn to see the gritting teen enter with arms held wide open. All right, Dragon Cove, let's party! Oh my god, look what he's wearing. Did he wear that on purpose? Okay, uh, somebody, 
definitely not me. Uh, needs to, like, tell him. <laughs> Stepping from the murmuring crowd are Desdemona and Reginald. In a sparkling rose gold dress accented by a black sash, Desdemona stands out significantly from Reginald and his simple black suit. Well, well, well. Look at what we have here. It's crazy. And the convict. I honestly don't know what's more surprising. The fact the two of you recycled enough cans to pay for tickets? Or that you decided on wearing... that? No joke. Did you set out to look as foolish as possible tonight? Because it looks like you're gonna succeed. With unnatural quickness, Scarlet strides between Benny and Reginald. She grabs the larger football player by his lapels and pulls him close. Choose your next words very carefully, or I will knock the taste out of your mouth. Oh my god, call off your little attack dog. Nobody cares what thrift shop you purchased your outfit from. What everyone is talking about is how you stole someone's look. What are you talking about? As almost by an unseen force, the crowd of mingling teens slowly part and reveals Gwen and Hanwell. Scarlet and Benny stare dumbfounded as they see that their teammates are wearing nearly identical ensembles, except in their chosen color palettes. Gwen's navy suit sports a sash of pink in her tie, while Hanuel's pink suit and skirt are paired with a navy tie and vest. Where Benny opted for combat boots, Hanuel is wearing designer dress shoes and socks. I told you they were coming. Scarlet would never pass up the opportunity to mock this many... This many... What is happening here? Thank God you're both here. I was going out of my mind because all everyone is talking about is Hanuel's outfit. Hopefully with Benny here, he won't be such a spectacle. Did you guys coordinate this? We definitely did not. <laughs> this is crazy. Why are you wearing a skirt? Of the two of us, shouldn't we be asking why Benny is? I, uh saw it in your magazine and thought it looked cool. You know, I want to be mad at you for not consulting me in such a drastic fashion choice, but I can't get over how perfect those combat boots are. What made you go with those? I don't own dress shoes. <laughs> That's it? Even bragging about how unique and amazing your outfit is and then he shows up in a thrift store knockoff and you're okay with it? Where's your dedication to fashion? It's just a skirt, Desi. No need to start World War III. You guys are so lame that you can't even fight right. Come on, Desi. Let's get away from these losers. One thing before you go. All that tension and anger inhabiting your aura is really going to age you. Keep an eye out for crow's feet. have worked. This infernal mech defies engineering logic. You cannot look at this as just a simple machine. It is powered by energies that are beyond definition. Do not start on the mystical source energies again. Your fragmented memories of this machine have been both enlightening and infuriating. Is it because, dear brother, you don't know what this magic is? 
All this magic is, dear sister, is a branch of science I have yet to define. Rest assured that I will crack this code and bring order to this chaos. Now, if you will both excuse me, I need to focus. Unless either of you have insights into nanowave pulse signatures. Hera and Harbinger slowly walk away from the frustrated scientist. The two warriors move around the ill-defined perimeter of the vision that endures Breachpoint. A black hole that the powerful mech typically passes through flickers in and out of sight. Is this task beyond Irrit's abilities? We do not have the luxury of time on our side with Tyrik Mir's forces on the way. I have learned that once my brother sets his mind to a task, there is nothing he cannot accomplish. You will solve this problem and have your mech prepared for the conflict. We both know what the Dark Emperor will be sending. Dino Riders. If I was planning, I'd send at least a half dozen. Are you certain you want to stand against Tyrik Mir? We would not be the first to try to usurp him. True, but in these previous attempts, he had either one or both of us at his side. Now he stands alone. Why is it now you have decided to make this stand? You have been at Tyrik Mir's side for countless cycles, but now you have decided he is in the wrong? Is this nothing more than a power grab to place yourself upon the throne? These flashes of my previous life have given me perspectives that I did not have before. When I was first awakened, all I felt was drive to bring order to the world. Tyrik's mission was in line with this. He took the Warring Kingdoms and brought them under one rule. And now? There is no greater tyranny than that which is perpetrated in the name of order. Reminds me of what my hatcher used to tell my hatchling group. Evil is rarely seen but by those who resist it. My people are so focused on the glory war that they fail to see the Dark Emperor's machinations. Once I get my revenge on the vile Guardians, we will use their technology and titans to end Tyrik Mir's reign. Are we then starting the reign of the Great Harbinger? Power abhors a vacuum and someone will have to lead. I have no desire to become a bureaucrat. Nor do I. That seems like something my brother would excel at. He has always been a fan of hierarchies and command structure. Then Irul can rule whatever remains when the dust settles. A tense quiet fills the Terra kitchen as Mrs. Terra deftly packs a small lunchbox and hands it to Jay. Shifting a small first aid kit, they begin to reorganize their backpack to accommodate the container. Clipping a flashlight to their belt, the young hero finally is able to zip their bag shut. Are you sure you don't want to go to the dance? I'm sure one of my dresses or one of your dad's suits would fit you. Mom! We've been over this. Social gatherings are just a breeding ground for anxiety. I'd rather just conduct my experiment and enjoy a quiet night alone. Aren't your friends going to be there? I think Scarlet mentioned it the last time she was over. Yeah. Um, they are all gonna be there. But I'd rather not spend the night as a fifth wheel, so... Yeah, they all head off and I was the odd one out. 
again. Oh, you like her, don't you? Who? What? <laughs> that is a bold accusation to make. I, I, I'm just gonna go and, uh... Jellybean, sit. I've seen how your face lights up when you talk about Scarlet. Do you... Do you think she saw it? Maybe she has, but she doesn't know your face like I do. You get a similar look when you talk about your dinosaur movie. I guess it doesn't matter. She chose Benny. Just because you like someone and they don't like you back doesn't mean you should avoid them. Scarlet is your friend. Did you ever tell her how you feel? Ugh, Mom, can we just fast forward the cliche awkwardness and just talk about this tomorrow? I will give you two choices. We talk real quick right now, or I get my hiking boots on and we can talk about it during your experiment. <sighs> Fine. I haven't told her. I was going to talk to her and ask her to the dance, but Benny asked her first, so... So you don't know if she likes you that way? The odds that she would choose a, a socially awkward nerd who she barely knows over her lifetime best friend are nearly non-existent. Trust me, I ran the numbers. Jay, Tara... I don't know how you've developed such a poor view of yourself. You are a star. A beautiful, wonderful, and yes, an odd star, but a star nonetheless. Someday you'll see that, sweetheart, and someone else will see it too. Yep, thanks, Mom. Right, uh, I better get going. Don't want to be out all night. <laughs> and how worried should I be tonight? With the money I got from tutoring, I finally finished my cybersmic sensors. I'm just putting some out tonight so I can recalibrate my tracking device in the morning. I promise no spelunking or tree climbing tonight. Just imagine me on a nature walk. Okay, be careful and don't be out too late. And one last piece of motherly advice before you leave. Don't be afraid to tell her anyways. After all, I had a boyfriend when your dad sent that carrier pigeon over. The student body of Vermilion High fills the gymnasium as the widely successful fall ball reaches its halfway point. The music dies down as the quartet of Scarlet, Benny, Gwen, and Hanuel make their way to an unoccupied table. Why haven't you girls told me how awesome skirts are? When was the last time you saw me in a skirt? Or me? Touché. Has anyone seen Jay tonight? I knew it was a long shot, but I hope they'd be here. If I have to be here, they have to be here. Come on, you know they don't like big social things. They probably look at this dance like I see next week's chem test. If they're here, where are they? I can't believe they wouldn't tell me they weren't coming tonight. This is too perfect. Desdemona and Reginald make their way over and sit down in the remaining empty seats. Did you lose your dork? You know, I think they sell leashes for this sort of thing. I thought these were your new best friends, Gwenny. Don't friends keep track of each other? What do you know that we don't? Hanuel, the total tonnage of what I know that you don't could stun a team of oxen in its tracks. 
If you're not gonna help, you can go. No need to get snippy. Jay is in the forest putting down seismic energy sensors to track aberrations in the area outside of town. What? What the hell was that? You sounded... Like a nerd? I was gonna say smart. While they were tutoring me, they wouldn't shut up about the tracker they were making. Jay went into the woods by themselves instead of hanging out with us? You seriously don't know why? They wanted to ask Scarlet, but the quarterback beat them to the punch. What, what are you talking about? Jay doesn't think of me that way. People are often oblivious to the obvious. Don't listen to her. She's just trying to cause drama. It's true. They were waiting to talk to you that day. I thought they just wanted to ask you to the dance, but... I didn't know that they had full-on feelings. Dude, how could you not tell us this? <laughs> Some best friends. Come on, Desdemona. There has to be cooler people for us to be seen with. My work here is done. Oh, don't forget to vote for me for Fall Queen. Get your ballot in before they serve whatever passes for dinner tonight. Scarlet quietly slips out of the gymnasium and quickly walks toward a secluded area. Jay, where are you? Um, just on a little scientific nature walk. Why do you sound so staticky? Uh, I think my senses are creating some sort of interference. They shouldn't be, but it's not like anyone has alien jamming technology in these woods. Why aren't you at the dance? I would have helped you place the sensors tomorrow night. Harbinger's Titan may not be the only one. If we can find them, we can finally stop being reactive and start being proactive. Jay. Additionally, I'm not a fan of loud music. Overly perfumed people or... I know. You know? The real reason you're not at the dance. Oh. So... Well, Desdemona told us. That's unexpected. I'm sorry I didn't say anything. I, I, just, I just didn't know how to tell you. We've hung out a dozen times in the last week. Do you honestly think so little of me that you believe I'd stop being your friend? No. Did you, did you think I'd make fun of you? No. I, I guess not. Interpersonal relationships is still a bit of a blind spot for me. I can't help but imagine the worst case scenario and... Hey, I'm starting to lose you. But I know you love your facts, so I'm going to give you one to always factor in. You and I are going to be friends for the rest of our lives. You are way too wonderfully weird, and I will always need that in my life. So get your butt out of the forest and get to this dance. I'm not really dressed for fine dining and dancing. I can meet you all in about an hour after and, uh... Jay? Jay, can you hear me? Scarlet? Is that you, Jay Voltrez? <laughs> Jay turns and finds Johnny Dakota striding with determination in their direction. The food truck operator is dressed in full hiking attire and is utilizing a two-meter wooden walking stick. Johnny, what are you doing out here? If one looks deep into nature, then you will understand everything better. When my aura requires an elemental recharge, I can't help but respond. What led to your commune? 
just conducting a little seismological study and avoiding an awkward social situation. Sounds like a solid night. Care for some company? I've got one sensor left to plant, and then I was going to head back and meet my friends for a bit to eat. Well now, isn't it fortunate for you that I'm driving a kitchen? I'll give you a ride back and make you all a righteous late-night dessert. The unlikely duo quietly walk for a few minutes. Johnny pauses every so often and rests his hand on apparently random trees before moving on. You know, for what it's worth, the difference between love and friendship is this. You give your whole heart to love, and they may break it. But if you give your whole heart to your friends, they only make it stronger. Am I wearing a sign or something? I didn't say anything about love. <laughs> I may be retired, but I can still read a person. Especially when their energy is screaming as loudly as yours. Retired? What precisely did you used to do before you came to Dragon Cove? In this life? Johnny, get down! Jay pulls Johnny down into some nearby bushes. Peering through the branches, the pair see a gob of goobles moving about the woods a dozen or so meters away from them. Trailing behind the chattering minions is the powerful frame of Hera. The dinosaur warrior carries her large club over one shoulder and is idly surveying the surrounding woods. She pauses momentarily and raises a communication device in her free hand to her mouth. Brother of mine, I believe you have sent me on another pointless errand. The only thing we have stumbled across are some panicked surface animals. Dearest sister, I have neutralized a competing signal my probes have registered from multiple nearby locales. If there is no one currently in the area, then they must be returning later for their devices. At the very least, could you at least locate the devices and disable them? Since you have no idea what I'm looking for and these infernal goobles are less than useless, are you recommending that I just raise the forest? Johnny, it would be in our best interest to leave. Like, right now. Complete agreement. We'll be as stealthy as a... drunken wildebeest. This is not good. I just can't. Can I... We've never discussed the exact protocol, so... I'll draw them away, so you can do your thing. My... thing? You don't want the baddies knowing your secret identity. Trust me, I know a thing or two about secret identities. Johnny, who the heck are you? I have been many things to many people in my life, but that's not important. Today, I am your distraction. While Jay lowers themselves, Johnny leaps out from behind their coverage and begins striking trees with his walking stick while sprinting deeper into the woods. The goobles quickly give chase while Hera follows closely behind. Brother, we may have found the one confounding your probes. Johnny stops in the small open clearing and turns to face the oncoming threat. You shall not pass! Wielding his walking stick like a quarterstaff, Johnny rushes the gob of goobles. 
I usually preach that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you're most definitely not welcome in Dragon Cove. You have some impressive training for a surface dweller. Let's see how you do against a true warrior. Hera raises her club and begins to move toward Johnny, only to have her momentum stopped as an earth shield slams into her chest. Turning, the impressive dinosaur sees the green guardian forming another shield from the ground at their feet. I know I'm new to all this, but that hardly seems like a fair fight. You! I will crush you like a cockroach! Surprisingly, not the first time in my life that I've heard that one. While Jay and Hera are locked in solo combat, Johnny continues to fend off wave after wave of ghouls. The food truck entrepreneur is showing signs of fatigue as more and more ghoul attacks are striking true. One final barrage shatters his walking stick and knocks him to the ground. Your compassion for your comrade is commendable, but it will be your downfall. Hera, we need that one alive. They will act as bait for the others. My honor must be restored. That is an order. We are no longer part of the Dark Empire. You have no power over me. Sister, I... No, brother, I will not have you steal this moment from me. Do what you must, but I ask only one thing. How would Rivier view your slaughtering of an unarmed and overmatched foe? Fine. This one will live. For now. What of the other surface dweller? Leave it. It is of no consequence. Our focus has to be on preparing for Derek Mir's arrival and obtaining the Guardian's Titans and their technology. Throwing the semi-conscious Green Guardian over her shoulder, Hera begins to trudge back into the woods. The holographic entity known as Gaia silently paces back and forth through the Guardian's command center. The crashed alien ship's monitors show multiple views of Harbinger's Titan, the vision that endures, and its battle with the Guardian's megatitan Cronus. Gaia has altered their appearance, and in place of a short undercut are long, elaborate braids that fall midway down her back. While she has exchanged her vest suit look for a more utilitarian ensemble, that includes a bandolier and a long duster. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but the scans show me irrefutable proof. That is the vision that endures, Panvahan's personal titan. I assumed it was destroyed after I was put into stasis and the ship crashed through the atmosphere. Pan must have ejected it like he did the Guardian's titans, but... If that is the case, how was it being piloted? She turns and calls forth two images. One is of the chrome metallic visage of Harbinger, and the other is the weathered and darker Titan. The two forms slowly rotate as Gaia contemplatively stares at them. 
I know the Titans aren't going to be happy when they found out that I'm the one that sent it away instead of letting it be destroyed. But if there's even an infinitesimal chance of some part of Pond still existing, I have to find it. These two figures are similar, but a base humanoid structure and a singular ocular port is common across millions of cultures. The dual images flicker and reform as a single entity. A blue-skinned humanoid with red eyes and indigo hair appears before Gaia. The figure is dressed in an almost identical outfit to hers. Did you somehow survive? Did someone save you? In our journeys, we have seen so many fantastical things. Clones, shapeshifters, synthetic beings programmed with false memories. Any of these could explain how your titan was activated again. The image of Pan Vahan quickly morphs into the images of the five teenage guardians. I know these new guardians are using your technology how you want it, but my true allegiance will always be to you and our mission. Turning her head and staring to the far side of the makeshift command center, Gaia stares intently at a lone silver orb. If there's a way of finding you and bringing you back, I will do it, no matter the cost. Thank you, thank you. We are the Starbirds. Over here on my left-hand side, we got Vic on the lead guitar. Yeah, let's grind. It's a weird thing to say, but okay. Uh, Over here on my right, we got Ted rocking the keys. Keep it cool, everybody. Over there in the back, we got B-Red blasting us away. Yeah, just uh, trying to trying to keep a beat. Yeah, you know. Oh, and me, I'm Gid the Kid. You know me. Uh, all right, so let's see. Looks like uh, looks like they're about to crown our new king and queen, but looks like we might have time for just one more song if you cheer real loud. Let me hear you. Jetpack was packed last night through flight Galactic space time, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna fly high Far again I miss 
miss Ryla so much I miss my mom My brother's lost somewhere in space And I'm so tiny Anyway And I think it's gonna be To let them find I forget they think I am at all Oh no, no, no I'm a rocketeer Rocketeer Burning out my jetpack too long And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Until I am strong enough to let them find Forget they think I am back home. Oh no, no, no. No, I'm a rocket king. Rocket king, The four guardians in attendance of the Vermilion High School Fall Ball congregate away from the raucous music. Benny, Gwen, and Hanuel are all smiling and enjoying the spectacle of their classmates' revelry. Scarlet idly watches, and her eyes drift toward her communicator. What's the matter, Scar? How can you be so glum when we have the rhythmically challenged dancing of Reginald to watch? For someone who is so athletic, you think he'd be more graceful. There is some beauty in his newborn deer taking its first steps gyrations. Shouldn't we be worried about Jay? The communicator cut off and I don't... I'm not even sure they heard everything I said. They said that their probes might be creating some feedback. I know they're not the most combat savvy, but let's not forget how they took on the dinosaur person and held their own. Jay is way too smart to get in over their head. Am I the only one that remembers that whoever made our rings may be on their way to repossess their technology? What if they blocked our communication somehow, and now they're torturing Jay? That's probably not... And let's not forget that we have actual dinosaur people and a robot that keeps popping up from the ground. They keep mentioning some dark emperor or empire. What if that empire has finally shown up and captured Jay? Scar, take a deep breath. Everything is going to be okay. Is it? Our lives have gotten progressively more dangerous and more weird every day since we got these rings. We're due for an alien attack or a dinosaur army right about now. I hear you. We all do. If you want, we will leave right now and go look for them. All right, my guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's the moment you've been waiting for. Let's find out who our new king and queen are. Yes, thank you, Starbirds, for what I would generously refer to as music tonight. Miss Turner and I have finally tabulated your ballots, and after skewing those that were purely made in jest, we have our winners. Thank you, Mr. Alistair. Doctor. Doctor. Alistair. As we all know, the King and Queen of the Fall Ball will be our head of our prom committee, and will be in charge of picking the theme this year. Can I get a drum roll, please? 
fall queen and king are designated. Every head in the auditorium whips around and sees a battered and bruised Johnny D limping quickly into the room. Oh, come on! Uh, uh, um, I've got a food delivery. And you had to kick in the door to announce that? Is it your purpose to rob everyone in the world of happiness? Because that's what you're doing right now. Ah, it was a rush order. Jay ordered food for Betty, Scarlett, and Hanyul. They said they needed help and they should come ASAP. So you're not delivering food to them. You're delivering them to the food. Uh, Sure, let's go with that. The quartet of young heroes assist Johnny as the group quickly leaves the festivities. The group is a few yards into the parking lot before Scarlet stops them. Johnny, what's going on? Where's Jay? Not here. I'll tell you once we're in the truck. In the truck? You told me that no one is allowed in the truck. You called it your fortress of solitude. I've been in the truck. I even got to wear a costume. Me too. Not the costume part, though. I helped Johnny with the feng shui that made sure that the energy flowed properly in there. Wow. You think you know a guy. Okay, guys. Jay got snatched by the big dino. What? Okay. We were walking in the woods and stumbled on that big dino bruiser and a bunch of those weird-looking things they fight with. We tried to sneak away, but they totally hurt us. That was my B. I held them off so Jay could do the big switcheroo, but there were just too many of them. I took a couple blows to the old cabeza, and when I came to, they were gone. Big switcheroo? Yeah, you know, when you henshin, you go-go guardian, you morph, whatever you kids call it. How long have you known? Eh, time's a social construct I don't always subscribe to. This really isn't good. No one can know about this. My dad knows. What the hell? We said we weren't going to tell our parents. It is literally harshing my energy not telling my dads. I didn't tell him. He figured it out. Can we have a discussion about secret identity protocol later? How do we find Jay? Gaia, we need to locate Jay. Sure thing. Give me just one moment. That's odd. Their communicator's offline. That shouldn't be possible. I knew there was something wrong. We should have gone out to them right when we started getting that interference. Johnny, do you think you could take us back to where you last saw them? Oh, Noggin's a little fuzzy, but I'm sure I could find it. Should we tell their folks? What do we tell them? A dinosaur kidnapped their kid? If we tell their parents... They're going to get the police and other people involved. We can't have that many people wandering the woods. It's on us to try to find them as quickly as possible. After we check out the woods, if we don't see anything, we'll let their parents know. Guardians, listen to this. It's being broadcast as audio over every wavelength. Guardians, if you wish to save the life of your green friend, turn over your technology and your titans. You have one cycle of the sun to make your decision. I have no issue peeling this armor piece by piece from their dead body to get what I want. This has just escalated. We can't even give them the tech if we wanted to. We still haven't figured out how to take it off. We're not actually considering giving them the tech, right? I, I don't even want to imagine what they can do with this. We don't really have any other choice. They have Jay. We don't know where they are, 
And even if we did, it's not like we have a plan to save them. No one is saying that, Scarlet. But we just can't react emotionally. Of course I'm reacting emotionally. I'm the reason they were in the woods in the first place. There's no way this is your fault. If I were a better friend, I would have seen that they were upset and talked to them, and then they wouldn't have gone out there and- Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 We all need to take a moment and take a deep breath. The mind is like water. When it's turbulent, it's difficult to see. But when it's calm, everything becomes clear. A plan exists, but you will only see it if your mind is calm. Johnny's right. We need to regroup. Gaia, we need to teleport to the command center. Aw, gnarly. Those Dick Tracy watches aren't just for talking. Gwen, Scarlet, and Benny quickly step through the portal. Hanuel pauses and turns back to Johnny. Johnny, promise me you're going to get your head checked out. You might have a concussion. My word is my bond, mi amigo. Do me a favor. What's up? Keep the rest of them centered. Their emotions and energy are going to be all over the place right now. You have to be the center. You have to keep them balanced. The Green Guardian lays unconscious in a small holding cell. The light hue of a force field fluctuates as Hera hits her club against the wall, trying to awaken the unconscious hero. supposed to be a warrior, you startle easily. For a bipedal dinosaur, you are surprisingly eloquent. You do know that you will likely die by the end of the next day, don't you? Either your friends will launch a foolish rescue attempt, or you will try some ridiculous escape. Both of these options will be the end of you. So, you are here to... Simply waiting for your inevitable escape attempt so I can pound you into submission once again. <laughs> I've grown fond of the sound you make when I hit you with my club. Okay then. So, um, can I ask one question? You may ask, but there's no guarantee I will answer. Are you an evolved Ankylosaurus or an alien from another planet that just happens to look like an evolved bipedal Ankylosaurus. The odds that a sentient being from another planet will evolve to look exactly like a dinosaur from my planet are astronomical, but in the ever-expanding infinite universe, anything is possible. It has bothered me since I first saw you, and I just need to know. Ugh, you speak like my brother. I do not know what an ankylosaur is, but I'm fairly certain I am not it. My kind have ruled Terra for countless millennia. Brother? Oh, fascinating. So you subscribe to familial structures just like us. Is he another Anklia? Uh, does he look like you? Stop with all these questions or I will be forced to render you unconscious again. 
in the crashed starship that serves as the makeshift command center of the Guardians. The quartet of Benny, Scarlet, Gwen, and Hanuel pour over monitors showing topographical maps of Dragon Cove and the surrounding areas while the holographic form of Gaia watches on. This is where Johnny said that they were attacked. We can start there. Do you think they actually stumbled onto their base? Because if not, they could be anywhere. They do have the tendency to disappear into the ground. There could be a whole series of underground tunnels and lairs they could be at. Then what's your suggestion? We have to start somewhere. Just staring at the map is not going to help us find them. How is wandering around the wrong place going to help us anymore? Everyone, just hold on a second. Yelling at each other is not going to get us anywhere. I think I might have the beginning of an idea. Gaia, you said you can't track Jay's communicator? That's right. Whatever they're doing is blocking the frequency. How would you do it? Excuse me? How would you block our communicators? If you did not want us to be able to be seen or communicate with each other, what would you do? I would never do something like that. I'm here to help the Guardians, not hinder them. I see what you're doing. It's like at football practice where we have our defense try to stop us so we can see holes in our plays and how to work around it. So, if we figure out how they're doing it, we can look for that signal instead of Jay. Well, the most straightforward way would be to invert the nanowave frequency shift in the argon polar brackets. After that, all I need is to increase the power to the nitrogen-magnesium stabilizer. That, hypothetically, would be enough to block the communicators. Perfect. Now look for that wavelength. That will be where Jay is. There. That whole area is an enormous cloud of this wavelength. I can't pinpoint exactly where, but Jay has to be somewhere in there. Whoa. That's like a ten-story building on its side. Their base is really that big? It doesn't matter. Now we know where they are, and we're going to go get them. Gaia, I know you can't track our communicators, but can you track my PDA? It connects to GPS satellites, so you should be able to, right? There shouldn't be a problem, Storm Sentinel. I don't think that Harbinger would block out such a simple device. I've connected your PDA to your communicator, Sentinel. You'll be able to contact me through that. Great idea! In case we need a quick escape, Gaia can lock in on your PDA and teleport us out of there. Now that we have our escape plan, let's go! Guardians, engage! Nova Knight! Fire Paladin! Hydro Hoplite! Storm Sentinel! The heavy metallic footsteps of Harbinger echo down the hall as a cyborg approaches Jay's holding cell. The red ocular disc in their head narrows slightly as they scrutinize the captured hero. Hera, go assist your brother in finishing his latest monster. I need to speak to this guardian alone. Fair warning, this one likes to ramble like Errol. Why are you guardians hunting me? Hunting you? We barely learned your name a month ago. Why are you trying to kill us? You know what you did. Do not try to lie to me. You took everything from me. What happened to CL Jani? I... I... I don't know what you're talking about. 
in a flash, the force field drops and the metallic hand of Harbinger wraps around Jay's armored throat. Slamming the Guardian against the wall, Harbinger brings their face directly in front of the terrified teenagers. The ocular disc radiates an intensified red. You insignificant whelp! If I did not require your technology, I would spend the next decade teaching you every way that a being can feel pain. Predictable. It seems as though the other Guardians have decided on dying instead of handing over their technology. The red, blue, black, and pink Guardians erupt from their portals. Landing in dramatic action positions, the quartet is ready for a fight. Alright, let's do... Uh, There's nothing here. What the hell? Gaia, I, I thought the scan showed that this thing was going to be huge. This is just a rocky field. Whatever is creating the null field is directly in front of you. Could it be invisible? We haven't dealt with anything invisible yet. Can we not give the universe ideas on how to torture us? This monster would finish my bingo card. Moving Earth is really Jay's forte. How do we get down there? Does anyone feel that? The ground continues to shake until a dozen fissures erupt, spraying rocky debris into the air. Like monstrous ants, gobs of ghouls burst from the fresh holes. At least now we know we're in the right place. Let's finish off these goons and go save Defender. Shouldn't be too difficult. Did you really just say that? Am I the only one that watches movies? Slithering out of one of the fresh holes is a shining metallic figure. A humanoid upper body gives way to a snake-like lower half. Adorning the top of their head are long, snake-like appendages that writhe and shift about of their own volition. Ooh, okay. That's my bad. The teenage heroes rush forward and engage the dozens of Google foot soldiers. This is taking too long. Time to break off the big guns. Aqua sword! Wind chakrams! Flame hammer! Lightning lance! Spinning her lance over her head, Scarlet approaches a nearby group of Goobles. The elemental weapon sparks with electricity before she flings a lightning bolt at the monsters. Chain lightning! The bolt of energy leaps between the minions, knocking each to the ground. Slithering through the fallen soldiers, the metallic Gorgon cuts a path toward the pink guardian. You'll make an excellent addition to my menagerie. That's gonna be a pass from me, Miss Medusa. Cyclone Kick! Using his Chakram's Wind Blast, Storm Sentinel launches into a flying corkscrew kick. The powerful attack knocks Metaldusa backwards, but they remain unfazed. It's Metaldusa, and that was not a request. The wiry, snake-like hair of the Metaldusa rises and aims toward the Pink Guardian. Without warning, beams of energy emit from the hair and strike the young hero, locking him in place. What? I can't move. It's like the suit just shut down. A little help? 
Any... anybody? Everybody? You're going down. Scarlet catapults herself forward with her lance in an attempt to strike Metaldusa, but is also struck down by the monster's petrifying attack. The black-clad guardian slides to a stop at the feet of the monster. So ambitious. So aggressive. I like you the most. I think I'm going to hang you from the ceiling like a chandelier. You'd make a good little plaything. <laughs> Night! Oh, that is it! It's hammering time! Paladin, wait! It's way too fast for us. It's going to strike us before we even get close. We have to get Sentinel and Knight out of here and see if Gaia can undo this. What about Defender? We need to save them! We will, but not right now. <sighs> Fine. You're right. This thing is gonna freeze us once we get close. Take my hammer. I'll give you a window. Tossing his warhammer to Gwen, Benny rushes at full speed toward Metaldusa. Leaping high into the air, he raises his fists to attempt a powerful overhead smash. Like his compatriots before him, he is blasted by the paralyzation. Hey, Snakehead! Try this on for size! Bringing the two elemental weapons together, the Hydro Hoplite blasts Metaldusa with a stream of steam. The steam fills the battleground, and the young hero moves in while the monster struggles to see. The Blue Guardian pulls her petrified teammates together and activates Hanuel's communicator. Gaia, we need emergency teleport right now! Jay slowly paces back and forth in their cell. Running their armored hand along the wall, they stop and stare at the force field. Tapping the side of their helmet, their visor changes hue slightly. That's... Oh, that's exactly what I thought. The power running through that force field would definitely fry my guardian armor. I might be able to get through it, but then I'd be trying to get past dinosaurs with no armor, so... That is quite an astute observation. Without your armor, my lovely sister would squash you like a mealbug. Shut up. Excuse me? Are you a velociraptor scientist? I am a scientist, and I do believe that your kind would refer to me as a velociraptor. Granted, that is not what I call myself. I've literally dreamt this so many times. I really, really hope I don't wake up. I can assure you this is reality. Now it appears my cohort, Harbinger, has a very sordid past with you. Or at least members of your kind. They are not going to be happy until you pay for the sins of the past. That became frustratingly clear in my brief conversation with them. At least I was able to confirm that they are more cyborg than robot. How so? A robot is an automaton programmed to do a specific task and focuses on its parameters. Outside influences don't really affect it. Cyborgs are living beings augmented so that they still have emotional responses. Your friend was full of rage. Thus, they are a cyborg, not a robot. Do you... 
do that often. Uh, do what? Constantly look to solve questions or problems. Oh, it's, it's just a nervous habit. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Unraveling the mysteries of life is the most noble of pursuits. Though my sister would probably claim it's a waste of time. Yeah, my dad always told me there's a very thin line between genius and madness. Wait, why aren't you threatening me? That seems to be your guys, like, whole thing. I would rather not waste our time on idle threats. We have a unique opportunity before us. I desire to know more about you and your kind. And I assume you have questions for me? What should I call you? Erailed. And you? Or do you prefer being the insufferable green one, as my sister often refers to you? Um, Druidic Defender. That's quite the elaborate name. It's not really my name. I guess it's sort of a job title. Fair enough. And you won't share your name with me? Yeah, it, it kind of goes against superhero protocol. Oh, my turn for a question. Where are you from? I was hatched on the cliffs of Dracor in the Second Kingdom. And you? I was born in Leeds, but grew up in Brighton before moving to Dragon Cove. Are you from this planet? I come from the center of our world. Harbinger claims that the Guardians are from beyond Terra. Is this Leeds from off-world? <laughs> it... Feels like it's a different world, but no. Why are you all here? Is it because of the Guardian technology? We were sent to find a power source. I was sent because my way of thinking alienated others. I know that feeling. Sometimes it feels like the way I look at the world is wrong because I don't know anyone else who thinks like I do. But can I be wrong if to my core I know that it's true? Iruk? Excuse me? It is refreshing to find others that think like I do. I have only met one of your kind that shares that viewpoint. Wait, do you have a human friend? Friend is a strong word. We converse through your internet, though I do wonder how they would react if they knew my true persona. They have been very helpful in perfecting my creations. Creations? Oh, yes. You surface dwellers have such a rich history-based past. Creating creatures based off these legends has been quite the enjoyable experience. Loverboy 93. <gasps> what did you just say? Jay takes a step back and turns away from the reptilian scientist. Turning their head to the side, they observe Erailed through their peripheral vision. Tapping their bracelet, Jay recalls their guardian armor. Taking a deep breath, they turn to face Erailed. You're clever boy 93. Jay? Oh, Shazbot.
Teens with Titans is written and produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thunder Sword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teeth with Titans features the vocal talents of... I'm Briar Zachary, and I play the Druidic Defender, Jay Terra. My name is Chris Van, and I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo. I'm Tim Loika, and I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo. I'm Keisha Wallace, and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon. Sup, I'm Allegra Rodriguez-Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts. I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice Erailed. I'm JJ Jensen, and I play Hera. I'm Michael Waldschlager II, and I play Harbinger. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota. Marie Claire Gould as Ms. Paige Turner. Kyle Gould as Reginald Thaddeus III. I'm Katie Truex, and I played Metal Dusa. My name is Ryan Short, and I was the narrator.